Cause we got the alternative energy right. free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne on Wurundjeri land And broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network My name is Mara This week, we're looking back at an extraordinary six weeks in South Australia and the proposal to import high-level radioactive waste that died, revived and died again. We hear from three people involved in the campaign to stop this proposal. Friends of the Earth National Anti-Nuclear Campaigner Dr Jim Green, Agnamantha traditional owner Vivian McKenzie and Kat Beaton from the Conservation Council of South Australia. First up, we'll hear from Dr Jim Green to get a summary of what's been going on. Hi, Jim. Thanks for joining us on the Radioactive Show today. Yep, pleasure, Mara. Um, can you tell us about what's going on in South Australia with this international high-level waste dump proposal? We thought it was all over when the citizens' jury said no. Yeah, it's been a bit confusing. I guess, in a nutshell, the project was killed off and then it was revived again and then it was hopefully killed off again. So we're still in a very strong position, but um, the debate continues to rage. Uh, But firstly, to outline how it was killed off, I know you've covered this on the Rad Show before, so just uh, in in outline, um, I guess one of the most significant events was a rally at Parliament House on October 15, and there were 3,000 people there. So that was very large by Adelaide standards, and it's signified a a growing amount of public opposition and active public opposition. And then, of course, the big bombshell came on November 6 when uh, the state government initiated citizens' jury, uh, produced its report, and two-thirds of the jury members said that the uh, proposed high-level international nuclear waste dump should not proceed under any circumstances. And that was a huge problem for the South Australian government because they had initiated the uh, the citizens' jury and the Premier had said that he had initiated the citizens' jury because there's a, a massive issue of trust in government. So he put himself in a position where it was almost impossible for him to go against the decision of the citizens' jury. So we thought that the process was pretty much dead. Uh, we were expecting Weatherall to announce uh, Premier Jay Weatherall to announce that he was abandoning this nuclear waste proposal but what he did is he announced that he wanted to hold a referendum and uh, the uh, the rationale for that was, was dishonest basically he said that the citizens jury found against the nuclear waste dump but the broader statewide consultation had found that more people than not wanted to continue with uh, the discussion over a, a nuclear waste dump but that simply wasn't true. I mean, that, that material, that statewide consultation report is available online and it simply doesn't say what the Premier claims it says. It finds that more people do not want the consultation process stopped and on the fundamental question of whether South Australians want a high-level nuclear waste dump, uh, it found 53% opposition, which significantly outweighed the 31% support. But nevertheless, Weatherall said that he wanted to hold a referendum and also that affected Aboriginal people would have a right of veto over any developments on their land. So, they But if they've already said no, why ask the question again? It seems that he's asking the question in different ways, like can we have a wave stump here? 
he gets the no answer and then he goes, no, I don't like that answer. And he asks the question in a different way, first a jury, then a referendum, and he keeps trying until he gets the answer he wants. Is that kind of yeah, what's going no, on? Yeah, no. Well, that's definitely a good summary of the political dynamics. They're just going to keep pushing this until they get their way. But, you know, having said that, there's just so much opposition broad public opposition and now we've got opposition from the main Liberal Party which is really digging in and thinks it can win the election on, on the back of this, on, on the back of its opposition to a nuclear waste dump and uh, Nick Xenophon is a kingmaker in South Australia as he is nationally and he was sitting on the fence but has come out swinging in opposition to the dump just uh, in, in the week after the Citizens Jury so that's a huge help for critics of this nuclear waste dump. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're right that they will keep asking the question and keep pushing this debate, but I guess at some point they have to give up and they've got just so much opposition at the moment that it's hard to see how they can, can overcome it. Have you got any idea why he hasn't given up yet? Why I would have thought the citizens' jury said no, the Indigenous community said a clear, loud, united no, wouldn't it have been a good opportunity for him to say, right, okay, I've heard, and to bow out gracefully? Um, if he just, why, why does he keep dragging this on? Any ideas on that? Well, only ideas. There's certainly no proof. Um, but one possible explanation is that he's invested so much capital in this proposed nuclear waste dump that he doesn't want to give up on it. And, uh, for example, he initiated a, a, a royal commission and as well as his citizens' jury. I also think it's pretty clear that he believes some of the rhetoric that has come out of the Royal Commission. In particular, he believes that it can be a huge money spinner. Uh, and to that end, uh, a second economics report has been commissioned, not by the government, but by a parliamentary committee. But that didn't support the Royal Commission's economic findings whatsoever. It found uh, that there are very serious risks and that the Royal Commission grossly overstated the potential economic benefits, uh, and so on and so forth. So the Premier has simply misrepresented that second report, and the Adelaide Advertiser, which is a Murdoch tabloid, has also misrepresented that economics report. So we're in a weird situation. As I speak to you, I'm reading a, uh, a, a media release from the South Australian Liberal leader, and he's simply outlining the findings of this second economics report, which suggests that it's a huge risk um, and might best be uh, forgotten about altogether, this, this nuclear waste dump project. So that's where we're at. We've got the state government and the advertiser peddling misinformation. And uh, the new part of this debate is we've got the Liberal Party opposition uh, speaking truth to power. It's interesting times. Do you, what do you think will happen next? Any ideas? Well, I know what will happen in the short term. Uh, every single morning, the advertiser will be running dishonest propaganda. And also something that's become increasingly clear is uh, there's one small online publication. It's the nearest thing there is to a rival to the advertiser. It's called In Daily. And that is also seems to be taking an editorial position in support of the dump. So media balance in South Australia is two media publications both pushing the same line. Um, so we will continue to get this barrage. There will be a significant event. I think it's next week when 
a state parliament committee report uh, on this proposed nuclear waste dump. And we know that that will be split down the middle and it's a fairly odd split. You have uh, Labor and Family First supporting the dump and you have Liberals and the Greens opposing it. Given that that uh, report and that committee is split, I don't think it will significantly influence the way this debate unfolds. I guess sooner or later, the uh, proponents are just going to get sick of having to trot out the same lies day after day. I mean, the advertiser has been uh, relentless in, in pushing its propaganda every single day for for months, if not for years. And uh, But, you know, sooner or later, I guess they have to give up. And it's all in a big black hole in the sense that even though the state government supports this nuclear dump project, uh, because they don't have the numbers in Parliament, they're not going to try to uh, repeal or amend a state government law which prohibits the uh, the imposition of nuclear waste dumps in South Australia. And without repealing or amending that law, they're heavily constrained in what they can do to promote this nuclear waste dump project. So that's really significant. They can't they can't spend uh, taxpayers' money pursuing this project from now on. So that's a very big constraint. The only way around that would be if the private sector was to put its hand in its collective pockets and, and fund some economic studies and, and do some of that work that the state government was going to do. So I think it, um, it'll just gradually wither away. But I, And certainly the state election, which is in about 15 months from now, that's very significant. Uh, assuming that the current positions hold, then the Liberal Party goes into that election with a strong no-dump position, and it's heavily favoured to win that election, and that could kill off this debate once and for all. But I guess one of the things I'm nervous about is uh, the Liberal Party is historically and currently pro-nuclear, so there's a possibility that they could backflip on their current opposition to the to the nuclear waste dump just as they backflipped on their previous support. Yeah, because it seems to be political as opposed to what's the right thing to do as per usual. So we've got lots of questions and all we can do is watch this space and see what happens and keep up the fight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for your time today on the show, Jim, and no doubt we'll speak to you soon as more developments unfold. Yeah, that's a pleasure, Mara. Thanks so much. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Today, we're finding out about recent developments in South Australia's high-level international waste dump proposal. We just heard from Friends of the Earth's Dr Jim Green, who summarised what's happened over the last six weeks. Next, we speak to Vivian McKenzie, Adnyamantha traditional owner and one of the people who addressed the citizens' jury in the Indigenous session. The Indigenous session is perceived by many as a tipping point in the citizens' jury outcome, when 70% said no to the waste dump proposal under any circumstances. Many of the 350-member jury had never heard first-hand accounts of radioactive racism from Aboriginal people and really heard them say a clear no to the Premier's proposal to import high-level nuclear waste to South Australia. Hi, Vivian. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me on. Um, you were a um, one of the people that presented to the citizens' jury in the Indigenous session. How did that go? That went really good and it was an honour to be uh, able to speak there because um, what happened there was the um, presentation by the Indigenous um, group that presented. Um, two-thirds of the jury um, 
listened to what we said and um, they said they did not want a waste dump in South Australia, an international one. It's so great that you heard. And so how did you, that they heard you? And how did you feel of that, that result and then um, Jay's response to it? Um, the response by the jury was excellent. And then to go and meet the um, leader or the so-called Premier of South Australia and then hear his response was it's a bit of a downer, but um, one thing we do is never give up. Mm. So what did you think about his decision to call a referendum after hearing a clear no from not just the Indigenous people of South Australia, but also from the citizens' jury that he called himself? Well, I think he's grasping at straws because he's no, he's, he knows he's defeated, but he's just hoping this, there's still light at the end of the tunnel for him. But I think there's a yeah, not, just around the corner, I reckon there's a, um, a leadership still hanging about. Oh, do you think he'll make it to the next election? No, he won't. That's amazing, isn't it? Yes. Um, so why do you think he's pushing this radioactive waste dump agenda and just keeping on trying to get it through? What, if you think it's political well, suicide, why do you think he's still pushing it? Well, we know, we know uh, the economy uh, and the... Um, Unemployment rate in South Australia is, is one of the highest in the in the country, and uh, I myself and um, you know Mara that um, um, that waste will not inject any income or anything into into the economy of South Australia. Um, yes, but he's yeah he's saying so on on economic grounds, on environmental grounds, on social grounds, it just doesn't seem to add up. But he's still kind of pushing it. Uh, you had a meeting at Jay Wetherill's office recently. Um, how do you think that went? And that, that was just before he called the referendum, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, okay. It went, it went okay, but it's it's he. I think he he was he was shocked to to um, hear what the jury's decision was about um, saying no, and um, he still wants to persist with it, but. Um, we all know that, um, you know, that the opposition is saying no. Stephen Marshall, the, the leader of the opposition in South Australia, said that this will be a um, an election. It will it'll go on, on for the election. And um, I hope the, the Premier listens to that and decides that this is not the right way to go to put a, um, a waste dump in South Australia. Mm. And you've got the horrifying position of having two waste dump proposals um, right on your land at, um, in the Flinders Ranges and then secondly this high-level importation. How is that going, having the two separate but related fights on your hands? Well, it's, 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 it's really hard. And, and the, the one that they're looking to put up on in the Flinders Ranges that is just as bad because um, any any um, radioactive waste is dangerous to uh, for uh, people to um, have contact with, and um, to be to to have it to put up and where they want to put it at Wallabadina, it's there's a lot of seismic activity there. There's flooding, um, and it's just so silly. And it, it we will be known as the as the waste the wasted state, and. In the Flinders Ranges, the icon of South Australia, it, a tourism index, $150 million a year into there. And, and, and thinking about putting a waste dump in there is suicide. It does seem ridiculous, and it's not just suicide for, politically for them. It's, it's, it's terrifying for, for the land. It can do so much damage. That's right. 
and it's you know they're not looking at they aren't looking at the well-being of the land, the well-being of the people that live in that area. They're just looking at trying to put something there and saying it's going to create employment. It's not. It's not going to create employment. It's not. A, it's not going to create any money into the economy of South Australia. It's not. It's just going to ca- cause stress and suffering for people. Mm. And it's going to. It's going to. Yeah, people's people's livelihoods, like their businesses, the farmers that are around there, they're going to lose their livelihood. And this is on the federal um, low and intermediate level waste dump proposal, which has got that site proposed right on your land. And then the high-level importation of um, radioactive waste, that they haven't actually named a site yet. So it could, could be you, could be anywhere else in, in South Australia. And so that's an unknown geographic region. It's just still an idea of where to put it. So everyone's um, super stressed about it. And you've got two parallel fights going on. Um, that's right, that's right, and 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 and, and I just hope all these um, the federal and the state ministers that are the, the, like the prime minister and the, um, the the premier of South Australia and the ministers that are looking to do this. I hope they listen to that song by Peter Garrett that their beds are burning. Their beds will be burning if they do this, you know, because it's it's not going to go away. It's going to be there for generations to come. Then, yeah. and um, it, you know. The young people, especially for the young people, they're going to look back on it and say, well, you know, our grandparents or our aunties, our uncles tried to stop this, but it was the government of the day that uh, let, uh, let this happen. Yeah, and rather than having your state premier, Jay Weatherall, going, right, let's look at importing high-level radioactive waste from all over the world, it'd be nice to see him say to the um, federal government, we don't want a lower intermediate level waste dump on our on our state. But he's not doing that. He's pushing a worse radioactive agenda, that, it could be said, couldn't that's it? That's right. That's right. And one of the... One the, the Mike Rann, he was dead set against this, and so was um, John Olson, a Liberal uh, Premier in South Australia. They were against it, and it states in here, there's never to be any waste dumps or any waste to be put in South Australia, it, and period. Ex- and... and just, we just say no to any waste dumps, uh, international or intermediate, in, in South Australia or in Australia, because it's not it's not healthy for the for the for the environment. It's not healthy for the people. Exactly, and that's what the Nuclear Waste Storage Facility Prohibition Act um, says in South Australia. It says that the objects of this act are to protect the health, safety, and welfare of the people of South Australia and to protect the environment in which they live by prohibiting the establishment of certain nuclear waste storage facilities in this state. So that's the legislation that's already gone through. We just wish that's they would right. keep it. That's right. And if you read and see the, the Royal Commission's findings into the Maralinga bombs, um, it, it states exactly the same about the well-being of the environment and the well-being of the people, the safety of the people. So... Why aren't they? Why aren't they listening to this, or why aren't they going back over that and reading it? It's just that they're uh, they're, they're looking at talking money, and we all know what money does, mm-hmm. it, you know. But I won't say it on air. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that, but they've got to start listening to the people. It's the people who vote them in to represent them. Exactly. Not for them. Not for them to go and then 
absolutely turn their backs on the people. That's right. So hopefully this fight will all be over soon. Thank yep. you so much for your time today, Vivian, yep. and we'll speak to you again and find out what happens next in the campaign. Okay, Myron, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was Vivian McKenzie, Adnyamantha woman fighting to stop not one but two radioactive waste dump proposals in South Australia. Next up, we speak to Kat Beaton from the Conservation Council of South Australia, who tells us about the campaign to stop the dump. Hi, Kat. Thanks for joining us on today's show. No worries. Good to be on the show. Um, congratulations on the fight and going so well so far in the campaign to stop the international high-level waste dump for South Australia. How do you see the recent developments? Do you see it as a win or, or what? It's been a very strange couple of months here in South Australia. I think what is a win is that uh, so many voices have been made so loud and clear on this issue. In the last few months, we've seen some huge developments and we've been seeing people really uh, taking their message to the street and taking their message to our Premier, Jay Wetherill, that they don't want a high-level nuclear waste up in Australia. Um, the recent developments with the call for a referendum came as uh, a real surprise for a lot of people in the community. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think the win that we're looking at is that the campaign is getting stronger and that people's voices are getting louder and clearer. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's, a, that it's a done deal. And what do you think Jay is playing at with the call for a referendum? Any ideas on what that, what's behind that? Not really. I think there's a lot of people right now in South Australia that would love a bit more insight into what's happening in the Labor Party and in Jay's head. Um, I think he wants to see this waste dump proposal uh, continued and, and discussed and debated. Um, you know, he, he, he was the one that put the process in motion. Um, he said that he would put a lot of faith and, and listening into the citizens' jury and into his largest community consultation uh, project and program ever run, seeing 100 sites visited. All those results have come back and, and have pretty much, you know, to a big degree said, you know, no, not keen. Um, and he still wants to go ahead with it too. So I think calling for a referendum is his way of keeping keeping it on the table, um, uh, keeping his you know dream alive, perhaps um, when it is so highly contested by so many people in the South Australian community. And it's a, it's a hard feeling, I think, for a lot of South Australians at the moment, um, you know, who have said we don't want this, and and for the people who engage in the citizens' jury process, um, say we don't want this, and and we were told that you know they'd be listened to and and now we've, we've still got a waste dump uh, proposal on the table. Um, the pulling of support from the opposition, from Stephen Marshall and the Liberal Party is, is a huge thing. Uh, without bipartisan support, they won't ever get a referendum and Stephen Marshall said that, that the Libs won't give it. Um, so, you know, I, I do I do see and hear how many people are saying, you know, it is dead, but I'm not going to be happy until I hear Jay Weatherill say it. Absolutely. So where to from here for the campaign? The campaign still has so many things that uh, it needs to do and keep talking about this nuclear waste issue as long as the state government is continuing the conversation, then we need to be a part of it. 
Um, I think people might have a bit of a break over kind of summer and Christmas time. Um, I know the No Dump Alliance is doing outreach to some state and federal politicians. And I think for people, uh, you know, people in South Australia to keep that pressure on on Wetherill and going to speak to local members is really important. I think for people nationally, so people in Melbourne and, and other states, um, again, go and see your federal reps. This is a national issue. Um, and if it did get through the next stage here in South Australia um, ever, it would need uh, federal support. So it's it's an issue for everyone to keep, keep up. But yeah, it has come a very long way. And without... Uh, the support here in South Australia, it won't advance too much further. Um, hopefully next week we'll know a little bit more about uh, what the government's plans are to continue the conversation. And we'll speak to you again to keep informed as future developments come to light. Um, Absolutely. So what else can people do apart from contacting their local members of parliament? Is there anything else that people can do to support the campaign? Yeah, look, there's lots of wonderful clicktivism you can do. You can jump on and sign up to the No Dump Alliance, um, which is just do a Google search for No Dump Alliance. You can read the statement there and have a look at some of the people that have signed on and add your name to that. Um, likewise, jump on the Conservation SA website. Uh, there's a petition still going there to uh, the Premier Weatherall to say dump the dump. Um, I think ACF have got one going as well. I think really talking about it in your community and, and with people, um, we need to really uh, support South Australia if this does you know, keep going much further. People here are, have been fighting really hard and, um, and want to keep up that fight. So, yeah, jump online, talk to people about it, go and see your local reps. Like, if you haven't, it's a really... It's a really important thing to do and it can really lend a lot of support to the campaign and that's what they're there for. They're there to, you know, they're meant to have ears for their constituents. So um, that's something you can do. Brilliant. Thanks so much for your time today, Kat, and congratulations on doing so well so far in the campaign. We'll speak to you again soon. Thanks, Mara. Yes, huge congratulations to everyone here in South Australia. Uh, So many people in different community groups and communities across the state have really stood up to the challenge on this one. Um, and it hasn't been easy, but we've, we've, we've come far quickly. And, um, yeah, we hope we don't. It's not too much longer before we can start focusing on other things. Yeah, absolutely. Well done again, Kat. Thanks. Thanks, Mara. Thanks to Dr Jim Green, Vivian McKenzie and Kat Beaton for joining us on today's show. We're back where we were a few weeks ago in the campaign to stop the importation of high-level radioactive waste to South Australia. The proposal seems to be dead in the water, although pro-nuclear advocates are trying to revive its corpse. So the anti-nuclear movement is continuing to campaign on the high-level nuclear waste proposal and also on a separate federal plan to impose a national nuclear waste dump on the land of Undermuntha traditional owners in the Flinders Ranges. We'll keep you up to date in future shows. For more information about the content of this week's show, go to www.conservationsa.org.au, nodumpalliance.org.au or fo.org.au slash import dash waste. We'll put these links up on our Facebook page and website. Thanks for listening to The Radioactive Show. You can download the podcast of this show at 3cr.org.au slash radioactive. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email us on radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com.
The Radioactive Show was produced with support from Friends of the Earth in the studios of 3CR on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation in Fitzroy, Victoria, and is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues. Disability culture. What is it about? You can live life free. You can live life proud. You can be living out loud. Celebrate International Day of People with Disability. All day, Saturday 3rd of December with 3CR. From 2 to 7pm, access all areas with live performances and progressive beats from artists and performers with a disability. Disability cool. Disability the red hot power of different with a capital D. Flatman. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.